This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Let's hit our next matchup where we just found out Clayton Toon is going to be the starting quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals as they take on the Washington Commanders. The commander, Chris is so pumped about that. The commanders are favored at minus seven. I can't remember the last time I saw the commanders, a touchdown and extra point favorite over anybody. That's where we're at with the Arizona Cardinals. The over under 39.5. That's the over under in this lovely, lovely matchup that we have here. Uh, Chris, are the commanders going to cover at seven? Yes, I mean, I think that's a lock him in for me for sure. I think this is going to be a blow. Lock him in. It's a lock. Yeah, we're, we're with that. Go ahead. Keep going. No, I was going to say this Arizona team's horrible. I think they're going to be definitely contending for the worst record, if not guaranteed to get the worst record in the NFL. I think Washington's, you know, now there's a better team overall. I think the offense is going to be able to have, you know, get some big plays here or there. They'll be able to run the ball. I think they're just going to have fun with this Arizona team. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. Uh, we'll stick with you, Chris, and then we'll go Adam and Chase. Sam Howell, I'm not playing in redraft leagues. There should be no reason for you to do so. But I'm a little intrigued at $4,900 on DraftKings this week if you want to punt the quarterback position. Are you going to do that this week? I'll ask you a question, Dan. Can you name me a starting corner on the Arizona Cardinals defense? No. <laughs> well, there's your answer, I'm, I'm going to take my shot with Sam Howell in my lineup for DFS as well. Plus being a guy who actually runs around a little bit too. So you never know what you might get. Uh, being on a terrible offense, Adam, are you worried about James Conner being an RB2? He's probably just as exciting as Jamal Williams we talked about earlier, but he should get all the volume. However, scoring opportunities, does that affect you when you're looking at a, a running back in an RB2 territory? Um. Uh, we talked about it when we were talking with the the trade earlier. I think James Conner will get true workhorse volume. I think James Conner might be the least efficient back in the league this year. Like, this is going to be ugly. This is shades of that 2012 Cardinals offense with Skelton and Hoyer and all the, the fun guys they had. Uh, so this offense is going to be atrocious. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be difficult to watch. Uh, but James Conner, at the end of it all, if you told me from the future that he got 350 touches this season, I would not be even a little bit shocked. This is why Red Zone exists for games like this. Go ahead, Chris. We got. I was gonna say I would add him because he'd be work. He'd usually be hurt by week three if he's got that many touches. That's true. So that's where I'm definitely shocked by the end of the season. <laughs> that's true. Oh man, Chaka tuning in. I took Garrett Wilson eight overall. I went three straight with uh, wide receivers Wilson, Land, Olave. Well, good for you, Chaka. Uh, make sure you hit us up with a question. Have no problem reviewing your team. Thanks for that, buddy. Uh, we got so here's one I got for you that I'm going to predict next week is going to be a sell candidate. <laughs> That's Brian Robinson. There's not going to be too many guys, too many times, I should say, that the Washington Commanders, I think, will be in a pro game script for Brian Robinson to get the volume that he's likely going to get in that type of role, being the early down back, likely being the goal line back. I think more times than not, they're going to be in games until the end or have to come back from behind. So Robinson, I think, his role is going to be a little reduced to what people expect. That's why I think I'm going to be trading him after this week. 
But where are you at on him this week? And what do you think about that, Chase? When I got him at RB31, ECR has him at RB26. Well, I, I we expect to see that backfield go, you know, with Robinson as the runner and, and Gibson as the pass catcher. And, yeah, with what we expect game script to be, which is a win for Washington and leading for most of it, that game script sets itself up for if the split is, in fact, the way that we all kind of assume it will be, Robinson being just the rusher, Gibson being more of the passing down back. The nice thing about Gibson is that he doesn't have to come off the field you know, for, for a rushing, for a rushing down. I mean, he's not, he's not maybe the, the bruiser that, that Robinson looks like he can be, but I, you know, I think game script wise, I think you're right for what we expect to see. I'd be more willing to bet on, on, on a Robinson rush heavy game. And I will lock in his rushing yards for this week. 51 and a half rushing yards is his prop on this week against this terrible, terrible Cardinals team. Lock him in. It's a lock. Yeah, I love that there. Chase, just stick with you real quick. Talk Antonio Gibson. I got him ranked at RB34, even though it's not the script that I think he will get his chance to excel in because I do expect him to be the McKinnon or not. Uh, well, yeah, I guess the yeah. McKinnon, but McKissick is who I was thinking of, actually. The McKissick finally of this team where he gets every passing down opportunity. I still think he can be an RB3 for you in half point PPR leagues. Would you play him or would you look for somebody else? Oh, yeah, I'd use him. I'd use him as a three. I'd use him as a flex. I, I think that you should have been drafting him as such. Anyway, I think both names that you've tossed out there are appropriate McKissick and McKinnon. I think, I think he's going to play that McKinnon role that we've seen, you know, in the past. But, but finally on Washington's roster, he gets, like you just said, McKissick, he finally gets that role of being the primary pass catcher, not just the sometime occasional pass catcher who was their, their RB one for so long. Um, Yes. I, I, I like Gibson. I like him long-term. I like him better than Robinson in terms of, you know, season ending points, because I think that he, he can do anything with the touches that he has, but we know that this is an offense that will throw to the running back. And if they split the running and passing touches up, like we said, you know, that means that he gets, he gets enough, he gets enough run to be possibly a, you know, yeah, a McKinnon, except slightly, slightly yeah. younger. Yeah. I like that. Chris, I'm getting real worried about Terry McLaurin, man. If it really is a turf toe, I feel a little uneasy about what this season could really be now. I got him at wide receiver 33 for this week. ECR has him at 30. It kind of sounds like he's going to play, but even in a fantastic match against Arizona, I have no confidence in him being more than that wide receiver three. Where are you at on him right now? Yeah, I mean, turf toe is always a tough one. It's something that definitely can hamper your speed and your explosiveness. So I would have a little caution. I'd want to know more in the sense of how healthy is he. I think if Terry McLaurin's going to be out there week one and they're playing him, is a guy that I'm going to try to figure out maybe how to get my lineup because it just takes one or two big plays versus Arizona secondary we talked about so bad. Um, and Terry McLaurin is a guy that you know basically is is QB proof in a sense where he's played with all kinds of you know, horrible quarterbacks in Washington over the years and continues to figure out ways to get open. He doesn't always get to maximize the way you would like him, but Terry McLaurin's usually productive. So as long as he's out there versus the Arizona team, it's going to be hard for me not to play him. I'll, yeah. I'll say this. I w- it would be hard for me to play him, and it's, I guess, just an inverse of what you said. But for me, like, they get up 14 nothing. he doesn't take another snap, at least to me. Like, That's fair. Uh, there would be no reason to play him. And I, I just think 
it'd be too easy for a snap over Clayton Toon's head, run to Brian Robinson. We never see him again. He caught the ball like once for 10 yards and you're just out of it. Uh, it, it depends on league depth. Certainly there's a, a point where, you know, it, it becomes a problem if you don't play him. Um, but to me, if you're in like a, a 10 or a 12 and, you know, on a season average basis, you're taking like a two point loss, but you can guarantee at least getting something. I would do that. That might be what's happening with Terry McLaurin. If we don't get a clarification on this turf toe injury right now, uh, it's a little dicey. Uh, let's, let's stick with Jahan Dotson, uh, Chris. Uh, we'll go back to you real quick. Just, He's my wire receiver 36. You could rub in my face. It's fine. We've had this debate about the house. Yes, I finally have him. We have to start him in his lineup. I got you. It's okay. Uh, I'm still lower than the ECR, though, at wide receiver 29. With McLaurin, obviously, it's part of it. His role might be increasing as, as a result to that. But here's what I have. Why I want to get your take on with Dotson. Mostly the reason why he was fantasy relevant at all last year is because he had the unsustainable 11.4 touchdown percent rate. Only averaged five targets a game. Is he taking the next step up now? Is Curtis Samuel still going to be annoying? What do you got on Jahan Dotson for this week and moving forward? I think Curtis Samuel is going to be the guy who gets kind of phased out of his offense more as we see uh, time progressing. Tim McLaurin and Dotson are going to be the key playmakers that they're going to look to get the ball to involved in the passing attack week and week out in the tight end position as well. So I think what you're going to see for Dotson is a guy that you can play this week. I think you could have you feel comfortable playing for most of the season. I know Sam Howell is not very sexy. I'm not very excited about Sam Howell either. But one thing he does do is he does kind of push the ball down the field more often. He's willing to throw that mid-range throw in a sense, or the mid-range jumper in like an NBA. He's willing to throw that 12 to 15-yard pass pretty consistently. That's where Dotson and McLaurin can actually feast on you know today's defenses. And I think versus Arizona, you look at like you talked about like, a horrible secondary, a guy who they're looking to get the ball to, a guy who they want to be like you know the Chris Olave in a sense. So they did trade you know, for Chris Olave to get Dotson and. Um, and I think they want to continue to make sure he's a guy that they get the ball to week in, week out. So I like Dotson this week. And I like Dotson long term. Okay. Can't disagree. Marquise Brown should be in the same mirror image of a Michael Pittman. <laughs> it's like quarterback play questionable. Targets will be there. Chase, we found out Clayton Toon's going to be the starter. I got Brown at wide receiver 35. ECR's got him at 34. Where are you at on Marquise Brown? Do you think he's got a ceiling still? He's He's got one. Unfortunately, he can't stand up too quickly, or he might bump his head on it right now. Just <laughs> I'm not thrilled about anyone not named Kyler Murray in that offense, and I'm not necessarily all that thrilled about Kyler Murray in that offense. I'm just – I'm yeah, this is going to be a complete show uh, and not the good kind either. And so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm out on Marquise Brown. If you got to play him, you got to play him, but you took him knowing what you were getting into. So you put yourself in that situation. 